Alrighty, welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on... Um, my name is Cifo the Don. Uh, I'm an artist from Memphis 10, uh, preferably what we call Black Haven, Westwood area. So yeah. That's the first I've ever heard Black Haven. Black Haven, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, I'm not from here, by the way. I, uh, I, so everybody who's listening, we just met each other, literally. <laughs> um, you found me on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you said that you had seen that Leon, oh, that freaking train. It always comes. Yeah, it always comes during right. my podcast. <laughs> Pisses me off. But anyway, so um, you found me on Instagram with Leon. Yeah. Uh, he was on. And then you said you knew Ben Brown. Yeah. Uh, Matt Qualls, right? Yep. You knew him as well. So, yeah, so. that's pretty cool. But um, yeah. so, yeah. I'm I'm not from here. I, I just moved to Memphis in 2019. Really? So yeah. From where? Uh, I'm actually from Alabama. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, northeast. It's uh, close to Gadsden. It's called um, Aniana. I think my twin sister uh, is in the Air Force. I think she's stationed out there. I right used now. to be in the Air Force. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I was stationed in North Dakota, though. See, she just came back from. Um, where's the. Uh, Kansas City. Okay. She literally she was there for like four years, and they literally her and her husband just literally bought a house. Was it Whiteman, the Air Force Base? Whiteman. I'm not sure. I think that's. Close I never to... went and visit. It was... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I never went and visit. I know it's at Whiteman's in Missouri, but I'm not sure if it's in Kansas City or not. I know. It's, I think it's close though. It probably was. Yeah. Because it's right there. On the edge of it. Yeah. Like it's right there yep. on the edge of Missouri and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, small world. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So um, I, I saw, I did look at your your page. I, I know I told you didn't get a chance to check out your catalog and stuff like that, but yeah. you've got top notch videos. They Appreciate look great. Uh, your music sounds good. What really got you into doing music? Um. Well, first, uh, my mom had me in an orchestra downtown. Really? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Because if I wish, of course, everybody say they wish they they would know, uh, know then what they know now. Yeah, uh, they would treat things differently. If I knew how serious the situation was, I probably just would have been a full professional percussionist. Mm. Like because it was literally money there, and she's like, "Dude, just do it." And I'm like, eight, so." Like I just want to play football. Like I don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it went from there to um, being in band for maybe a year or two. And I had this friend that's in the military that's in the army mm-hmm. uh, named Enrique. Um, we had this. I think this like what's that break hour or whatever in the middle of classes or whatever. Oh yeah, study yeah. hall or something yeah, like yeah. that. And he hacked at the time. You can download FL Studio um, offline, but the only thing is you can't save none of your work. Mm, so whatever yep. you got to do, you got to go ahead and do it now. You can't change anything. Go ahead, bounce it, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So we had like an hour and a half. So I'm like, "What are you? What you doing over there?" He's like, "Man, I'm making beats." <laughs> I'm like what? And of course, it was trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, it was trash. Yeah, yeah. Mine was trash. All that, so we we started making beats, and then after a while, um, I ended up I ended up my cousin Slim Duncan, that who was signed under uh, uh, under Walker Flock. Yeah, yeah. And um, he had me come to Atlanta because uh, after a while, 
my beats was okay. Nice. Um, and Gucci got a hold of some beats. He got a hold of some beats. Mind you, I'm only like 14, 15. Oh man. So I'm going to <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Atlanta. Gucci got a hold of some beats. This How is old like was Slim. Slim was like at this point, he was 21, 22. This is okay, before so, Flacco. This when Flacco was like security. Okay. So y'all so, are still, you know, you're both still young. Yeah. But I'm like literally. Like, yeah, you can't go yeah. to the studio with us. That's crazy. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm like 14, 15. So I'm like just I'm just tapped into high school. I'm only there for the summer, really only a month because we got camp, football camp in the next mm. two weeks. Um, and then we got seven on sevens anyway. Yeah. So this one seven on sevens was really kicking off. So he's like, dude, yeah, you can't come with us. Um I think the first beat. That kicked off was uh, what was the first beat? The first beat was uh, uh mud okay. from Gucci Man, and then from there it would it was a uh, spin from Gucci. Flocka did a couple, but we never really just got out there. And then the one that hit was nothing on you with him okay. and Wiz on it. Yeah, yeah. And then from there it just went like everybody in Atlanta, Young Thug before. He was young thug for mm -hmm. real. When he was just Jeffrey, um, with little bitty dreads <laughs> and stuff that looked like gummy worms and stuff. Um, so, I, so I gotta ask. I'm sorry, but yeah, when you when you got the first beat, you know, somebody like Gucci and them are using your beat. What did you think? Like, do you think this, this isn't this isn't real? This isn't right? I'm gonna tell you how it happened. <laughs> so, kind of like how today happening. Um, Gave it the slim. I'm making like maybe 15 beats a day being in the house down there in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Gave it a slim. This is 2009. Nothing on you don't come out to 2013. Dang. <laughs> so imagine me being in college like, yeah, I'm about to go to practice. And I'm at like McDonald's in the... Student union or whatever, and all of a sudden nothing on you come on. I'm like, oh, that that sound hard. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait a crazy. damn minute. What is what is that? Is that weird? <laughs> Wait oh, a minute. Man. What? So yeah, it was everything happened five years later. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even thinking about beats, even yeah. though I went to school to learn the business. And everything, yeah, it's kind of a terrible time to learn five years after the fact. Yeah. But um, I learned the business and how to actually structure my beats. Because if you listen to any of my beats from 2009 to 2014, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Only thing is, is the octaves are different and maybe the pattern's different. Yeah. So that's it. It's all the same. Hmm. So I want to say. I want to say when, like, I, and that was just the one song. So I'm like, cool, it's one song. Then Thug come out with something. Then Thug come out with um, more things. And then uh, what happens next? Thief of the Night comes out with Thug, Trouble, and Thug, Trouble, and somebody, was it Quavo? Thug, Trouble, Thief of the Night comes out with Thug mm. and Trouble. And I'm like, okay, I need to call somebody. So I asked my teacher, while I'm in the process of uh, PR class and a uh, publishing class, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, can you please help me with this? I don't know, like, 
you know, I know we 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 in I'm in a two hundred level class right now, but I need help, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh it ain't one, this is mixtape days. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything. You know, it's not now where they're putting it everywhere. Yeah. It's mixtape days. Like they got a specific deal with live mixtapes and that piff and, and spinrilla. Yeah. You're not getting anything. I'm sorry. We have no proof that they got paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like like now, even if I fought for it today, what I'm gonna get? Three hundred dollars? Yeah. Off of years later, they finally put it on every platform. So mm-hmm. yeah. But from there, um from there, this guy named Corlin Jabray, whose name was CG that created the song Crank That Batman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that whole time. That's crazy. All of us was in the same time frame of that. And I'm doing this and they doing this with Crank That Batman. Um, met him while we I was in school and he was just working factory job and he had made this song called uh That Way, which ended up Turning him back up, we're going to BET Awards, uh, VH1 or MTV Awards, all mm-hmm. these, all these award shows, um, Grammys, all this, and I'm in this. I think my senior year, yeah, my senior year in college, and I'm almost. And they were playing with me in college too. Like, you come one semester, you, you you go in there one semester with the advisor, and like, hey, yeah. You on you you a senior, but you got about two three hundred level classes left. All right, cool. You do that that semester. All right, yeah. You got one two hundred level class. You got to get <laughs> together. All right, cool. You do that. Yeah. I forgot. It's another <laughs> three hundred. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm about done with y'all. That's crazy. I've been here five and a half years. I'm done. And where were you going again? I was at Southern Illinois University. Okay. So terrible place. Terrible. <laughs> terrible fucking place. Oh my god. Um, I should have went to Old Miss with my twin. I should have went to Old Miss, but um. And you're from here. You grew yeah, up. Yeah, I grew okay. up here. I grew up here. Um, but uh, he started popping, and in the middle of the semester, he came to me. Was like, um, yo, I'm about to go on tour real quick with um. I can't think with uh. I can't think of the dude from Chicago. Bj the Chicago kid. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's going on tour. He's like, yeah, man, I need a whole sound person. Mind you, I just got a crash course from this 300 level class of, no, 200 level class of uh, Pro Tools. Mm. Got a crash course on how to correctly do things. Yeah. Now how to correctly, and that's the only positive thing I can say about going to college. For that was I learned everything as far as media, mass communication, all that. Yeah. Um. As far as the business side, as far as the hands-on things, the matter, no matter if I was the journal, a journalist, no matter if I was, we were doing this, um, if I was in the news, um, in the news realm, if I'm the person sitting, you know, telling you about the news or whatever, or I'm the person that's typing everything on the uh, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. the screen for you to read. The whole crash course. Well, mm. I'm the person that's editing the video. Yeah. Going on Final Cut Pro. Editing that with the sound and everything, making vlogs. So, which I was going to get into. Like, I was going to get into videography. Okay. Yeah, that didn't turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> At all. I did one video and it was horrible. Like, yeah, this 
Yeah, this Saturday for me. But um, what happened? Um, he was like, "Yeah, we going on tour." So I'm like, "Man, I don't know." He's like, "Look, I'm going on tour for forty days. Pay a thousand dollars a day. So I make forty thousand month and a half. Yeah, that's good money." So I go to my teacher, and he's he's the director of mass communication media. So it's like. Dr. Lawrence, I won't forgive him for nothing. And I was like, look, and I'm in this class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I'm about to, I got this option of going on tour. He's like, why would you do that? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I ain't gonna lie to you, you know, you say you're gonna pay me $40,000 for 40 dates, you know, starting in October and then right before Thanksgiving. He's like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. You can either be $40,000 in debt. I'll make forty thousand dollars in a month and a half. Yeah, and just come back and do this and actually pay it. Yeah. All right, I see. You. <laughs> <laughs> I get up out of here. Yeah, I get up out of here. Yeah, I see you. I see you next semester. Yeah. All right, cool. Left and haven't been back to school since. Mm. And then after that, I came back here and worked at the studio with um, artist by the name that signed under Tay Keith and uh uh. And signed a Warner now named Clay. Okay. Um, Clay Crucial? Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Small world again. Again. So, you uh, know Clay and Aaron? So, I have to tell you the story okay. that makes it to where I don't know if I know Aaron or not. But um, I went to the Music Business Association conference uh, a month ago. I think it was in May. And um, Where? It was in Nashville. Okay. okay, so um, <laughs> I'm there, mm-hmm. and one of the first, um, what is it called? The first like seminars that was going on mm-hmm. that I went to, um, Kadeem was speaking. Yeah. So Kadeem's speaking, and he's telling us like his story about Hit Kid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually tried to get Hit Kid on my podcast when I first moved here, and he, I messaged him on Instagram, which. Like, I think I'd heard of his name before, but, you know, he wasn't some mega producer, but he was very popular, though. Well, the thing about it... Like, I don't even think the Deuce Deuce record had came out yet. Duke Deuce. I don't think that record had even came out yet. This is 2019. So, this 2019. 2019. What happened 2019? That's when all of us started really... Yeah. That's when all of us started really moving. But he had messaged me back and was like, yeah, I'll come on it. And then, like the day of, he he even reached out to me the day of and was like, "Hey, I can't come on it." So at least I give him credit for that. I respect him. He he let me know that he couldn't get on it that yeah. day, and I was like, "All right, that's cool, man." Well, I didn't hit him up ever again just because I feel I was like he's probably getting really busy. Right after that, he posted on Instagram saying that he had signed with Meek Mill and the the Rock Nation deal that he had. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but then, um, so anyways, let's go back to the music business. So. Kadeem speaking, yeah. and, I, and I end up talking to him after he speaks, and then I end up um, just saying like, "Hey, you know, I'd love to do some photos or videos for you, or whatever." Yeah. He's like, "Cool." So I, I met him again at the Beat Stars event they had at uh, Top Track Studios. Yep. Well, I see him there, and then he's like, "Yeah, just come by the studio. Here's the studio code and all that stuff." Mm-hmm. So I go by there, and there's only two people in there. Yeah. There's um, a producer by the name of Half Soul. And then there's another guy in there. I can't remember his name. But they were both in Dallas. They are mm-hmm. both located in Dallas. But they were just there at Kadeem's studio. Yeah. Well, then uh, later on, 
Sun Person comes to the studio. And I was like, hey, aren't, aren't you in Memphis? He's like, yeah. I was like, you Sun Person? He's like, yeah. So we just get to talking. But him and Viraj, they both left. And then um, I was hanging out with everybody else that was there. Mm. And then they were going to leave, like Half Soul and the other people, they were going to leave. And while they're leaving, two other, like three, two or three other guys come up. And um, I introduced myself, and one of them was Clay Crucial. Mm. But I had no idea. Oh, and Ricky. Ricky Devane. He was there, too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Small world. <laughs> you want to know it's a smaller world? Me and Kadeem go to the same church for the past, oh, like, 15 wow. years. So it's like, dude, hey, <laughs> I need help. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, like between him, his kid, you know, seeing him. You know what's I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about Hit Kid. I'm gonna give you a crazy story about Hit Kid. So, Crunk Ain't Dead remix video. I already knew like stuff, he had stuff moving around. Mm-hmm. Cause Hit Kid, he really moves in silence. Mm. And like now with his Camp South label. Yeah, yeah. So he really moves in, but he says what he's about to do though. Yeah. But nobody pays attention. It's crazy that nobody pays attention on what you're what you're saying, yo, I'm doing this. Anybody want to be involved? Go ahead, come now. I think it's because most people don't do that, so they don't think you're being serious. Because most people don't just tell you, show you your cards, but he yeah. he does that. And then, so, prime example, Bill Street Music Festival, which I just did with uh, 3-6 and with Pat the next day. Uh, Duke went on right before we went on. He got off stage. I think... I think F and F had just dropped. Mm-hmm. What was that? Three Six went on Saturday. We went on. No, Three Six went on Friday. We went on Saturday because Meg went on Saturday. Yeah. So they had just dropped Thursday or Friday. He was like, he was like, yeah, man, got some things going on. <laughs> got some things going on. Like, man. All right. And then when he get to looking like that, I know like he really got something going mm-hmm. on, but he just don't tell people stuff. Next thing you know, three days later, F and F is like the number one streaming song in the world. <laughs> it's on everybody's playlist nationally. Yeah. You know, globally. It's on everybody's playlist. And but the thing about it, and I had just argued with a person yesterday about this. I'm like, yo, that's Hit Kid's song. Mm-hmm. However, Glorilla is popping and doing shows off that. Yeah. She making her end of the money off the song. Yeah. That's Hit Kid's song. Yeah. It's Hit Kid videos on Hit Kid's video, uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's Hit Kid's song. It says Hit Kid, it said Camp South and, and Boys Name. Yeah, <laughs> Boys yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, he got something going on. And, and yeah, man, he, he cold. He cold. As far as the business aspect, he's cold. Yeah. Like beats, he's cold. But the business, like what he's doing for real, for real, to create a label for just women on our on a Memphis sound, mm. you're an evil genius, bro. <laughs> you're an evil fucking genius. And I could tell that after um so he he was posting on Instagram about um he was asking Meek Mill like, hey, you know, what happened with doing artists right and yeah. you were trying to do right by the artist and you you know you dropped the ball and I don't respect blah blah blah. And 
then he was like, I'm going to start my own thing in Memphis. And then he did. And I was like, whoa, that was well, fast. <laughs> the, thing with, with the thing with his situation, and I can't really dive too deep in another man's situation, but from the outside looking in, it's not really meat meal because everybody, everybody that's in the business know it's never the face. Yeah. It's never the cover of the book that's doing yeah. the work. It's like blaming the president for all of our problems. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he got a whole board of people over yeah, there. Yeah. It's like there's other chairs around him. Bro. Yes, yeah. So it's never that. It's and that's what he said in his live too. Mm. In his kids' live, like he was like, yeah, the I don't like how it's being represented. Uh, management wise, um, getting placements and stuff, and it's a bunch of producers that's now coming out. That's been coming out for the mm. past two years, especially. I can speak off. I'll speak off camera with other places here. Okay, that people have issues, majors is issues with for the past three years. So was this from like? Okay, so we're talking about Meek Mill, I guess Rock Nation. Where yeah. we is this just them, or is this like you know people in different camps, it's like people quality control, or you know all these other big yeah. areas? Yeah, okay. it's people in. Well, at the same time though, at the same time, um, and I'm learning this as I go. Uh, you got to know what to ask for, mm. and you got to know what to give up. See, I tell artists this all the time. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you agree to. Because you can work super hard and people are just going to give you scraps. But if you barely work and you make an argument that, hey, I deserve this, you know, I need this, Mm. then they might give it to you because you made an agreement for that thing. So, But then you got (laughs) to look, you can't look in the now. Like... You can't look in the now. You got to look in the ten years from now, yes. right? Yeah. And what? And then you got to look at it. How labels look at things 15, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. right? So if you come to them like, "Hey, let's do a few album deals or whatever for I don't know four albums. Uh, we could do multiple singles, 15, 20 singles out songs that's outside the album." Yeah. Added with it, I need this amount of money to sustain me for me able to get, for so I can get this done. Yeah, and everything. And I know a person right now that just did a deal two weeks ago. Um, he did a two album, yeah, two album deal with two songs separate from the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, two singles. That goes before one album and two singles that go before another album. Okay. Those two singles have videos and the singles from the albums, which is, I think, he agreed to like a 14 piece per album. Oh, okay. Um, four songs per album with the videos with them mm. as well. He agreed to do the full creation um, as far as recording, mix, master, clean radio edits, videos, and all. Mm. Um. And you have, and he gave full pub. Oh wow! And he gave full pub. Dang! Yeah, <laughs> this the thing though. He gave full pub in the in the contract. He agreed. Hey, once you agree to this product, you agree to the product, the the video footage, all this. That's that. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever y'all put that out, is when y'all put that out, mm. right? 
that's all y'all. And I was like, why you do that? He, but he did that for like 150000 Hmm. No, 100000 excuse me. I was like, okay. Because at first he was going to just let it go one album with the two singles for 50000 He was like, well, if I'm doing two, you know, if I'm doubling up, let me get 100000 Let me get six figures. Cool. Um, so the full deal was like $200,000 deal. 100000 for marketing, no, everything that they do. Yeah. Hundred thousand for his pockets, of course, going towards yeah, yeah. products, you know. And um, I was like, "Well, what you signed?" And he was like, "Well, see, you know, it ain't like I can't make more music." Yeah, yeah. I got a house to pay for. Mm-hmm. Got kids. Whenever they done putting doing that, I start back over on my own. Yeah, you know. Let alone they're gonna push that. They're gonna to agree to that because they're gonna push that as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Because hey, we got hundred percent of pub. Mm. You know, we gotta market this to the max. Yeah, we got hundred percent of pub. We getting all this. Yeah, we gotta get this money back. Yeah, since we got hundred, cool. We agree to that. We are gonna market the shit out of this. Cool. Let let them do that. Mm-hmm. So once you get to that level and they done doing that, you can start just dropping on your own. Yeah, and then them. At that point, it might look like okay, you getting this amount only, whatever you whatever came from that. If it's when they pushed it five, six, seven million streams, whatever off the album, or whatever. When you just drop, however you drop, which I call the Don Trip and Starlito effect. Mm-hmm. Whenever you drop, however you drop, and everything just dropping it, you might only get two, three million streams. However, that's all you. Yes. So now that's that's now and that turns to be your regular. Yeah. So now Don Tripp can drop an album and get six million streams and that's his regular. Mm-hmm. Which is why you don't see him drop a lot. Mm-hmm. And you see him doing tours that he creates on his own and and which I'm can you please hurry up with this step for brothers four album, please, <laughs> and the tour. God damn. <laughs> Shit. God damn. Damn, I promise. It's a hook on there that I've been waiting on for... My hook on there that I've been waiting on for three years. Dang. Because I recorded uh, right before his brother died. Um, uh, Because his brother and... um, I don't know if you know the videographer Skiz Pro. Mm. Um, They were in the house... They were in a house explosion in North Memphis. Oh, man. And his brother died. His kids was in there. His brother's kid... uh, Girlfriend was in there. (laughs) Skits wasn't even supposed to be there. He's just showing them a video and stuff. Uh, the guys that helped Skits with his videos and stuff, all of them blew up. So, but uh, this is right before we was working on him and Krim's album, mm-hmm. Criminal Man's album. And I recorded 80% of that. Um, and Ari mix, yeah, Ari mixed everything. Okay. Um, you know Ari the engineer. I don't. Uh, he would from Arden. Okay. <laughs> Everybody coming from Arden. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, um, he's the person that makes everybody from paper route. Is he doing money bag stuff? That too. Secretly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've heard his name, but I don't know him. Like he I'm not gonna say I, know him. I think okay. he cut him though recently. Okay. I think he cut him. I gotta look at his Instagram again. I think he cut him. He's a white guy with dreads. I think Matt was telling me about somebody uh, who does money back stuff all the time. Uh, 
either well, Moneybag got Scott Diddy as his primary engineer. Okay. Which another story. <laughs> uh I was I had a possibility of being his primary or secondary engineer. Okay. Um this is around Fed three time. Me, Clay, and Aaron was moving from one studio we were working at and went to Ardent. And this one Ardent was pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about pricing. I'm talking about reasonable and how they do business. Mm. So, you know, people can mess up your business without pricing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, as far as like, yeah, yeah, you might, we might charge you like $50 an hour to use a room, but you got to use it at least 10 hours. Have uh, a 10 yeah, hour yeah. yeah. People yeah. can mess with you that way. Yeah. They can really be like, yeah, we're going to get. All these people out here, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. We're just gonna stick with bands. Yeah. So, um, this is around that time, and it's Fed Three time. You know, I, I did a few songs on Fed Three, um, and the joint album with uh with him and NBA Youngboy, which was a very very interesting time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man, um. Between that, I don't know what happened. I think I missed one day of sessions because mm-hmm. he was locked down the whole studio. Um, I think I missed one day of session. That was it. Ain't seen him ever again. <laughs> Dang. I think I, I think this is the one time I said no. Nah, right? I was like, Oh my god! It's like because I would used to. We would call this thing. We would have this thing called studio trapping, mm-hmm. where. It's no reason for you to be at the studio mm-hmm. other than you praying that somebody pulls up and they don't have an engineer and they got a four or five, six hour session. Hey, I got you. Yeah. Which is how I finesse my move with Moneybag on recording Fed, some of Fed 3's songs, okay. uh, features and all. And um, one of these days where they actually called, this is before Big Homie G was an artist, he was management. Oh, okay. Like the traveling manager and making sure everything was straight in studios and stuff like that. He was doing that. He had called me. He was like, man, we finna go to Arden. We're going to be in there about uh, from maybe like 11 in the morning to probably like 1 in the morning. Um, We're going to need you in that uh, production suite. You're trying to come in. He's like, man, I'm not even going to lie. I got I got some mixing I got to do uh, and everything. Um. But if y'all still in there tomorrow, I'm pulling up. That was it. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Bet. All right. Yeah, that's how this go go. So I'm like, dude, all right. Cool. Um, Man. And then. Have you tried to reach out or has it just been. No. It's um the only time I tried to reach out is when I asked. Uh, when Fed 3 hit platinum and now I think recently go, I just wanted a plaque to put at my mom's house. Like, hey, look what I did. This I didn't drop out for no reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially at that time, because that was literally right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like right afterwards in this 2017. And like, look, mom, I didn't drop out last semester for no reason. Look, I got a gold and a platinum plaque. Yeah. But look, I'm doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't that didn't work. Well, and it was another reason because one of his artists that, that used to be his artist at the time, um, when we had those lock-in sessions, 
uh, which I hate the most. He, I think we did eight hours. And Bag had just walked in there and he was like, yeah, man, make sure you pay your engineers because, man, that, that, you know, once you find somebody cold, you got to keep them. Walked out. As you know, I'm doing a little tweaking, put it on the drive, and I get a tab on my shoulder like, hey, um, make sure you, you know, make sure you delete everything off the computer and everything because we don't want no issue. Yeah, cool. I got you. As I'm doing that, I'm like, it's not, it's not 30 seconds. Mind you, it's 30 people mm-hmm. in different rooms. It's not 30 seconds later. I go out, the parking lot empty. I'm like, Scott, what, what, where you go? Man, they been left. Man, it's only been 30 seconds. What you mean they been left? <laughs> it was just there. <laughs> so I found out the next day, studio trapping. I come up, up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Sky is already in, I think, Studio C in Arden. No. C, B, A, A. He in Studio A in Arden. And uh, he's setting up for bag. He's like, yeah, bag about to come in in a minute. Like, for real? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, man. You know them folks ran off with the, with the money last night. He's like, for real? Man, ask bag about it. So bag come in. He's solo by himself. It's 11 something, 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Solo by himself. And this was the first time I've seen a major artist pull up in like the most low key car ever, like a 2004 Nissan Altima. I've never seen, and only I got sweats on and shit. Yeah. I've never seen no change, nothing. I'm like, I've never seen this ever in my life. So this is when I started learning, like, yeah, it's a proper way to move, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'm, I tap on him, and he. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. You know, one of your artists, uh, ain't none of them pay last night. What? All right. Hey, man, you got this man pressing me. Pressing me and stuff, talking about some, uh, y'all ain't paying enough. And, you know, y'all ain't pay at all. And uh, I'm the one that got to pay you or whatever. Y'all got to come up here and pay this man. Like, man, what, what, <laughs> what, the, what the hell are y'all doing? But from that day forward, and then I think, that other session I was talking about was like two days later. After that, it was like, that's it. And then I had that same experience with Block Boy. Okay. This is how I got, I wasn't able to record Look Alive. I recorded Block Boy uh, at Track Nation in the back room one, two days before. And of course, he got 12 people in this small ass room. <laughs> And um, I can't be around smoke. I can't. Um, health hazard for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got CF. What's so, that? Uh, cystic fibrosis. Oh, okay. So it's a health hazard for me. And um, and another, I just don't like the after effects smell. Like, yeah, yeah. It yeah, lingers. Just, yeah. It's yeah. like, I, be, I tell people like, yo, you smell like ass when you get done yeah. smoking, especially when the backwood. Yeah. You smell like ass. Like, and I don't see how women and and then when women like spray on top of it, like, dude, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I do not want to talk to you. Yeah. But, um, they had that session, and then I think it was the next, the next day, the next day, uh, track called me like, man, you know, Block trying to get in again. You gonna record him? Like, 
nah, bro, he come with too many niggas. <laughs> uh, they smoking. I, that ain't for me. Yeah. You sure? I'm like, yeah. And this is when he just had a shootout, and it was all the football players were doing that in end zones and yeah, all this yeah. shit, basketball play, all this shit. So I'm like, yeah. Two days later, you know, I, I came in later that day, Clay recording. I'm like, all right, cool. About a week, I ain't been in the studio in a week. Clay just happened the motherfucker for no fucking reason. So I'm like, what the fuck you? Fuck? He's like, man, bro. Some shit finna happen. Watch this shit. I'm like, man, whatever. And next you know, Look Alive come out probably like three weeks later. And no, we get the um we get the text like, yo, we shooting a video at uh this community center. Mm-hmm. I pull up, I'm like, all right. I don't pull up. It's blocked. So I'm like, y'all smoking. I yeah. don't wanna- <laughs> Too many people. Too many people. Gonna- I'm not gonna pull up. Like, yeah, we finna go to Privé and whatever. Yeah, y'all smoking this stuff when you in the club. I don't really do clubs. So I don't want to pull up. And I think it was uh, something about something else. Some some other location. The bowling alley. Oh, uh, yeah, we had uh, Addy B's. No, I don't do the bowling at one in the morning. I ain't going to pull up. Month later, I see this video. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. Clay, you recorded? Yeah, bro, I recorded. Three days after you said fuck him. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, what? What? <laughs> That's funny. So to think that, and I, I, I'm not an envious person at all, but to think that I could be where Clay is, mm-hmm. but at the same time, what I tell people at the same time is, do I want to be in this position that Clay is in? Mm-hmm. Like, one, I'm married. I'm married. Been been married. Uh, been together nine years. Married two years. Okay. So, what he's doing now, traveling and stuff, not working. Just wouldn't work for you. Yeah, yeah at all. It's barely working now. Like, studio sessions in and out. Like. Of course, she's a, we're at a point where she un, understand and she like, yeah, I'm not doing this for nothing. You just seen me at Bill Street Music Festival performing in front of, like you seen this shit. You seen me five years ago performing at Bill Street Music Festival with Wiz. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not bullshit. It's yeah, yeah. not like a waste. It's like, but I understand like time is pulling away from you and it's going to be like that unless you come with me, but you got your own career. Like my wife, she's uh, H&R for Amazon for this whole region. Oh, So okay. she can get anybody a job from Indiana to here to Texas to oh, wow. Florida. Yeah. Like now she's, I'm, that's probably been texting me, <laughs> um, coming back from Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, okay. So, but nah, man, um, I got off track far. <laughs> <laughs> like far. I don't know what we was on, but I got off track far. But um, what was that? So when I came back, uh, I'm getting to it. Fuck it. When I came back, um, I started recording this guy named My Heart Memphis. Okay. May hit the quan and you know. So uh, recording him, you know, started doing. 
studio work and all that and started creating a studio and um I want to say I want to say it started it was going great and then I he went to Miami and he was going on tours and stuff and you know I'm the type of person if you tell me like if I tell you this is your water I'm leave this my water. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is your water and you leave you this this is my water. Cool. Yeah. So if you tell me like, you know, this whole setup and everything, like you build it anyway, so this yours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's mine. I'm the one you don't know how to run this stuff, so yeah. The whole sole purpose is so you can have a secluded place and you can stop paying twelve thousand twelve hundred dollars like a day on the sessions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So but um, we're getting to that point, and you know, things happen, and uh, and this is another thing with management, and with labels when you let people, you know, let people boost your head up at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then secretly they setting you up to fail. Yeah, yeah. Like, majorly fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tremendously fail. Like, like if I could explain, like, the most bullshit I've seen as far as management, as far as fake-ass A&Rs, like, who really don't, who really don't be doing shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, prime example, if I'm an artist, I got a person right now that the sole purpose of me having this person around is because the presentation that was presented to me was, hey, you got this music that can fit in with Rod Wave, Lil Dirk, Lil Baby, even the artists that's on a lower level than them where they get on they get on festivals. Mm-hmm. Okay. You put out something right now and like you putting out Winner Three, which is the last project I dropped by the way. Um, you put out winter three in the winter time, you know what I'm saying, put out some more videos to let build up to the summer. By the summer, we can add you on festivals. Basically, the purpose, the what I heard was festivals, we yeah. can add you on first festival. Cool. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come to the studio when I go to the studio so you can hear this new shit. Come to the video shoots when I do the video so you can see, you know, that I'm dead ass serious. Come to these shows when I be going with Adding them to the shows and everything, so you can see, like, hey, I'm really doing, I'm really doing shit. I'm yeah, not yeah. bullshitting. I'm not just a person that just pay a hundred dollars to do two songs a month and no videos and nothing, no promotion, no marketing. Like, I'm really spending my money. Yeah. Um, if you don't add, if you don't actually produce what you say you can produce, it's no point. Like, and you just round basically. To add basically to add me a part as a part of your portfolio, yeah. Saying stating that yeah, I got him on Bill Street Music Festival with Pat. Nigga, no, yeah. Like no, <laughs> no. I invited you, and you was you barely didn't get in on act. Like you barely didn't get on get in. Like it was strictly enforced. <laughs> so, but like that's basically was that situation with with iHeart and. 
God bless him now. But um, yeah, that failed. And then with me having my own studio, that's when I started. You know, you have your own studio, you can bullshit. Yeah. So you can. Bullshit. I know. I've got my. Own <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can bullshit and be like, yeah. I got this beat. Let me see. Let me see some shit. And me, I was writing at the time, so I was writing this shit. And um, it's like, man, shit. Let me just try some shit for this girl. This R and B song. Do some shit. She was like, I don't think I can hit them notes, but you did that perfectly. I'm like, all right. So after a while, you do one song. You have folks come through like, hey, this shit, this shit hard. In the middle of sessions and shit like that, like this shit hard. Yeah, let me get the other beat. <laughs> cool. <laughs> You got another song, next you know, you 80 songs out. Mm. And then to the point where you do a four-hour block session and then it turns into an eight-hour block because you spent last four hours playing your songs. And they fucking like, hey, you really got albums, bro. Mm. No, like, nah, you really got albums. Mind you, I never wanted to be a person that's in front of this. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be the person that's over there. Yeah, yeah. Never wanted to be a person in front of the camera at all. I always, when my, my style, before this mask thing, I was always wearing masks. Hmm. Like if I pull out my archive, it's nothing but me in a mask. I never wanted to be the person that go on Walmart and people are like, hey, that's see, what's up, man? Can I get a picture? No. I'll take that mask off. I'm in Walmart. I'm regular. Hmm. Like it got to the point where I was recording. That folks would come to the studio and be like, they would ask like, yeah, I want to do with the mask on to record me because he can mix his ass off. Yeah, cool. But after a while, I uh, put out my first project, Winter. Um, I'm going to be honest, shit was trash. That's why it's not on DSPs anymore. Okay. <laughs> hey, Just been, hey. I think every artist has been there before. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all have stuff we regret putting out. <laughs> no, actually, the first thing was Love and Pain, which is still on my mixtapes and Spin Rilla, if I'm not mistaken. And then after that, which is when I got with uh got around Wiz and kicking it with them, and they pushed uh the project before winter. Okay. Now that project was cool. It was like a four piece EP real quick. Didn't do any videos or nothing. I was just trying shit. And it actually did. It did okay numbers as far as that being my first thing with no videos, no promotion really, with Wiz just posting it one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not even doing a swipe up thing. I think we even had that at the time, really. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. This is like 2017. Okay. So I think I don't think we had it then. Um, and then it was only on Spinrilla. So I think it was like 50 thousand streams it might have been on the front page like four hours and shit which for me starting off hey that's great yeah now if we can translate that apple if i knew of course again knew then what i know now i would have just put it out on apple and immediately got that traction then um but it went from there then went to winter then when I dropped uh the letter. Now, now I ain't gonna say that on here. I dropped the uh the letter and that got a lot of I only dropped one video from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one video from that. And that got a lot of like traction. Okay. Was because it was like 
I was trying to be on my Chris Brown shit. At the same time, I'm working with Chris Brown mm. on Harder for Full, uh, Heartbreak on the Full Moon, and and which is gonna be full circles now, uh, cause I'm waiting for eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, so cause I'm I'm on his album now. Okay, as far not as an artist, but as producer, yeah, yeah. co-producer. Regardless, as long as my name in the producer deck, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so shit, just being honest. I, I agree. <laughs> as long as it's on the producer deck, they, in that envelope that goes to my mama's house, that's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see them checks later. But um, I was doing all that at the same time, so I was getting you know completely influenced by what we were working on and did that myself, and it got some traction. Um, after that, I dropped... I dropped uh, Winter 2, which is what Ben worked on with me as far as oh, like okay. photos. Yeah. And, you know, this is when I started really preparing all my uh, DSP profiles. Mm-hmm. You know, finding out that you got artist apps yeah, yeah. for all these. It's, art, it's artist apps for DSPs for where that you don't even think of. Title, Amazon Music. Um, you name it, it's artist apps out there. Yeah, they got Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists, yeah, all stuff. Yeah, they got Xbox Live for artists. I didn't know they had that. I just found out last week. Actually, <laughs> I found out recently. I think Xbox pays the most money out of any service Negative. there is. Negative. You really know who pays more? Who? Napster. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which Napster is the most. Please stream my shit on Napster. (laughs) Stream my whole catalog on Napster. Because you can do a million streams. A million streams on Napster is $19,000. Dang. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But Xbox is up there. But yeah, you're right. A million streams on Napster is... Xbox is like 12. Oh, okay. For... It's somewhere it's, around it's that pretty high up there. It's, it's, it's it was it's like just so two. surprising that I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> but see, you got to think about it. Napster was like, Napster was the store in the mall that was the first store that let you listen to music mm. right then and there. Preview music. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they were the first physical version of iTunes. Mm. Where you go to iTunes itself, mm-hmm. and they only give you like thirty seconds to preview the music and yeah, shit yeah. like that. That was that live. When you go to there, you bring the CD up, you scan the CD, you put the headphones on, and you listen to the song for about a good yeah. minute. That was Napster. Okay. So they've been that shit. They've yeah, been yeah. that. Nobody pay attention even to this day. Could you imagine if people actually told their fans? Yo, bump me on Napster. I'm only putting this shit on Napster. What if... I mean, you paying higher than title. You trying to push people to title. They only giving... They only giving like... What's that? 8500 for a million? Yeah. Napster giving you almost twenty fucking thousand dollars for a million. Over double. Now, if you really want to be technical... If you really want to be technical... Which is where we can get into bots and all that shit. If you really want to be technical, you got a full table right here. Let's say we get, and they're going to get on my ass. <laughs> they're going to get in like, nigga, you told the game. Let's say we get, and you probably already know, let's say we get 40 iPads in this motherfucker. Plug these bitches up. 
as many dots on this motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> Screws on here. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm finna go to motherfucking Bomb Breeze real quick. I'll be back. Make sure y'all play it. All right, cool. Yep. You talk about a million streams in the day on hit, Napster. Hit repeat. You don't even have to. Because they do like Apple and just keep going. Oh. And it counts. Now, Al- now Amazon Music doesn't count when you do that. Mm, okay. And now, now they just passed the rule where they're pulling albums. They're pulling a whole artist profile on Apple Music. And certain DSPs like Apple Music, Spotify, they're pulling a whole artist profile off. That they find that hey, this only coming from one from eighteen users. Mm. He got three eight million streams, but they only coming from sixteen users. Yeah, accounts. You're fraud. We getting you off. Of Snatched. Snatched. <laughs> they just passed that shit in April. Mm. So now it's like, yeah, that shit that you y'all was doing, shit ain't working. All you. Yeah. Fake ass internet promotion marketing people like yeah we can get you a million streams for yeah. for a hundred and fifty dollars get you a million views for a hundred fifty dollars shit over with so I'll say to everybody who's listening that um if you're an artist I will say if you see something that says that they will guarantee you this many streams don't do it don't at all but if it says like around this many that's better. Because that's just saying, like, even even a label is going to say, you know, we can we can get you to this much, you know, whatever. Because they're just trying to get you an idea of yeah. what can happen. But if they say, you know, pay $200, you will get exactly uh, yeah 50,000 <laughs> followers and this many streams cuz i've done it before and because i didn't know like it was when i was first pay i was first figuring out oh i need to pay for promotion i need to pay for marketing and i went to a website and it was like pay for this much and i was like okay cool so i did it and i got exactly that many streams and i was like oh this is fake cuz yeah. that that doesn't happen like you don't you don't just pay and then get that many like yeah. these aren't real people and i was yeah. like all right Never again. But the best way to go about it is use the actual DSP that you're trying to boost. Like they have their own, like marketing prime example, Instagram, where it says boost at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, that's actually real. You can actually press that, pay $100, and it just put it in front of people. Now, that does not mean that those people are going to click on your shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't mean they're going to like it. They just putting it in front of them for that quick ass second that they got real quick. You're just in the middle of the mall. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you. That's the best analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> that's all you are. That's it. Now, the same way with YouTube, when you pray, when you play for, uh, when you pay for um, a ballpark number for Google marketing, is that. Now that's that's real, that's organic, because you're just part of the. But you're only that fit. Now they're going to give you 15 seconds. Yeah, but that don't mean they 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 can click off. And it doesn't mean if you pay really pay attention, it doesn't mean your name shows up or the video name or whatever. They gotta really want to search and find your ass. Yeah, or you either pay this astronomical fee yeah. for them to have your name as part of the Google ad 15 second shit. Or you can pay this astronomical fee where your whole entire video, they got to literally watch your whole entire video, <laughs> which 
I know people that's down to pay fifteen hundred for them to push it in front of a hundred thousand people uh for the whole entire video. Mm. Which I'm not mad at because hell, by the time it hit the second chorus come back around, whatever by the time the chorus come back around, they might like the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no telling. But you know, and they'll probably like what what was the hook? All right, I'm gonna look up the hook and blah yeah. blah blah. That's something yeah. catchy. I need to go check it out. Yeah. If they don't catch the uh title floating across the video, which I never like at all, which I don't really do in my videos. Mm. Um I don't know. I just never seen I study people videos like Hype Williams and I study where he evolved from doing that in the beginning and ending or in the middle. Unless it's a specific reason, mm-hmm. and the way he's like, "Nah, we really trying to project art and let you figure this shit out." Yeah, yeah. right. You're gonna figure out what the name is. Mm. So, I try to do that, which Ghost really hate. My shout out my uh, videographer and uh, Ghost Pro and Phase. Um, oh, I know Phase. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, but just, just. And and the thing the thing with videos what we do man um, I try my best to tell stories mm. like real life stories of real life situation experience or stuff that I've seen. But that's why I tell artists all the time. I'm like, don't just make us like don't go uh, listening to a beat or to the studio and just be like, I'm gonna make this song. Like people want a story. Like that's why we watch movies. Yeah, is for a story. We don't watch movies for. I mean. If you got a really hot chick in there, like Margot Robbie, or you yeah, know, we gonna watch, we gonna watch it. Somebody in like that, like you, you're gonna watch it because you know that that the storyline yeah. that that trailer yeah. caught you with is it's something that attracts your attention. So the same thing with your music or even your music video. Yeah, you want to see this storyline play out. Like um, Kevin Gates just dropped a song or. And dropped a video the, the earlier. The freestyle of uh, Gremlin. It wasn't that one, but I did see that yeah, one. That but he dropped something today, and um, he was talking about the plug's daughter and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like showing this girl throughout the whole video, and he sometimes he's dressed in a white tux. Yeah. Like the song was good. It wasn't great, but. Like I literally just kept watching because I was wondering what was going to happen next in the video. Like he's showing him driving around and nice car and all this stuff, and I was like, I just want to see what happens next in the video. Yeah. And I watched the pretty much the whole, if not the whole video, just to see what happened next because I just like the story, and yeah. that's it. And that's that's really that's really like now we um I got a song called Fear Part Three um, that I'm in the process of shooting. Um, I got this big ass treatment that me and Ghost and Faze are going through. And the thing about it is one, people don't want to spend the budget mm, that's on right. videos. Yeah. Like if you can't hustle up to get the money for it, it, it you might as well not do it. Yeah. But <laughs> people don't want to spend the money for the budget of the video. Like you want you have this idea, you want to do this shit, but as soon as it comes to the money, you don't want to spend it. Yep. Um then you want a shortcut and get old wacko from around the corner to shoot the shit and it sound and it look turns terrible mm-hmm. and now you upset as fuck because you got a piece of shit on YouTube that only did two views and that's you <laughs> watching it twice. 
Um, like, <laughs> oh, like man. that's like, no, you gotta if you gonna do this shit, you gotta do this shit because ain't nobody gonna sign you for bullshitting. Yeah, like don't nobody want to sign and and it's crazy because people think I got a label or some shit. No, <laughs> like, no, nah, it's just everything under everything that I do is is for a purpose. Like, strategy. You got a strategy. Yes. Yeah, like my whole winter series is for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Winter is a metaphor for a life struggle, for a headache, pain, for for bullshit that you go through every day. Mm-hmm. Which is with the songs, if just looking at the song title, titles and shit, it matches up with the theme of the projects. Mm. Looking at the song, the album covers, it matches up with the name and theme of the project. Yeah. The letter, you look at the letter cover, it matches up. <laughs> and listen to the songs, you like, yeah, he really talk about a female. Like if you look at it, it matches up to the theme of the cover. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so like no. that's nice. Which uh six did this? Okay. Arceus uh, I don't know how to say his name. Arceus six, um, he does a lot of uh, when you go to a festival and you see on the screen a whole bunch of bullshit and everything like art artist title uh, names and all types of weirdo shit. I think he did that shit for Dirk, uh, Polo G. He just did that for three six for uh, the show there. Um, down here for Bill Street Music Festival and for um, Pat and I need him to do one for me, but yeah, he does he does incredible work, but he on his own time though. Mm. <laughs> so, but um, no nah, man, it's a lot of these artists. They you know they lazy. And a lot of these artists are real deal lazy. Yeah, and a lot of times I don't know if so. Yes, I will agree. Some people are lazy, mm-hmm. and then some people just don't know what opportunity really is. Like they don't understand how to take advantage of opportunities, yeah. and then they also don't really get like what to do with that opportunity. So, for instance. I've known you pre before this, but if I had known you before, I would have included you if you wanted to. But yeah. so right now I'm doing two albums. I've never produced albums for other people, but mm. I'm doing it for Damage Media Group. Mm. It's a rap album and an R&B album. Mm. And I told people this at the very beginning of the year and I picked certain people. I did just like put it out there on social media. I said, anybody who wants to do it, let me know. Mm. But uh, I wanted to select the people very strategically. So mm. obviously I knew a lot of artists um, through Ryan and his uproar recording. Mm. But I was like, I'm picking certain artists and I'm curating the whole thing. Mm. So I'm producing it really. Mm. So I'm doing all the engineering, mm. uh, me and Ryan, and mm. then you know mixing all the good stuff from start to finish. Well, um, so... I'll, there are a good bit of people who I asked to do it, and I was for sure they say yes, just said nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even a no, they just said nothing. It's mm-hmm. like they, I was like, okay. And then there were some people who is like they didn't even say no, but they just gave me this like basically no. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like it was like they were saying, they first said yes, and yeah. then they just kind of fell off. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Cause 
no joke, this is the deal that I'm doing with basically all the artists. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them all the royalties. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting it out under Damage Media Group. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, use DistroKid for like the label version. I'm for all the royalties is going under the artists. Mm-hmm. So we're receiving none. The only thing we're receiving is the publisher's share yeah. of the publishing. Yeah. But for the writers, their name goes under the writers. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let them figure out. I'll inform them about like mechanical royalties and like sound exchange, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. I'll inform them about that, but that's all up to them because um, I don't, I don't want to handle too much of something that I'm basically giving to them. Because mm. like I said, all we're taking is the publisher share of the publishing. That's it. All the rest of the money I'm giving to them. And some people just, I don't know if they just didn't see that as an opportunity or what, but I'm just like, yo, this is literally, you're recording here for free. So I'm not charging them for recording, nothing. I'm giving them basically everything. I'll just want to be a part of making great music. See, me, I wouldn't even... Now, this is my thinking. Back to the hit kid, Glorilla situation. <laughs> this is my thinking. I'm not even thinking about royalties. Of course, like at some point, you get to think about that. But me, I don't even think about that. Right, at a for certain situations. Prime example, this situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we was working on one complete joint album of just me and the producer, right? That's one thing, right? If it was like a Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage situation, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But the one song, all right. Let me make a song that I know that's gonna. Let me make the hardest song I can make to be on this album, so it could take over the whole album. Mm-hmm. That's what artists should think. Right? Yes. Let me make the hardest song. Because I know for him himself, for the company himself, they're going to try to push the shit out of this damn album. Exactly. Right? And let me offer another tool. All right. Hey, let's... How about we both tag team, pay for this video for, with Ghost and FaZe and them. And and again, put it out on their platform. Or whichever. It don't matter. Yeah. You can get that. You can get the song. I can put it out on my platform for the video. You get what I'm saying? It's ways you can go around it. You got to use, you got to think, first of all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you got to, you can't look at every everything as somebody trying to use you or yeah, yeah. whatever. Like, me, I wish. I, do you know how many times I've, fuck it. Do you know how many times <laughs> I've hit up Hit Kid when they was doing their collaborative and, and Real Red, when they was doing their collaborative albums? Mm. And like, hey. Man, let me get on that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? You got this collab album. Let me let me get on that. Hit Kid for President. Let me get on that. Yeah. Hey, let me let me let me get on that when you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Why you doing that? Send me a beat. Let me get on that. Now, Red, you just never everybody bids on different scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It get too. But I wouldn't, I wish, because at the end of the day, the promotion and marketing that would boost the artists. Like, Glorilla is doing shows for a five-figure ticket, mm. like, ever since three weeks after that song came out. Yeah. Fuck who owns... He can have the song. Yeah, yeah. I've done over 12 shows already. Yeah. That means I'm a six-figure motherfucker right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, technically... You trying to see portions of six figures 
if that, over the song of publishing and shit. No, let my producer eat. Let him eat off that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm going to take this show money. Yeah. And shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'm going to let you push that shit like, push that shit crazy. Yeah. Let me take this show money and, and help boost my rest of my catalog. And that way, shit. Now I can really put something out my I, next thing you know I put out my own project and that shit do the numbers to do it and I can chill with that. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing that I don't think artists think about is catalog. Like that I learned, I didn't learn this, but I I really embraced it when um, Gucci. I'd heard him talk about it in one of his interviews. He was talking about the most important thing you own is your catalog, yeah. and he was and I. I really embrace it from Gucci because Gucci probably has one of the biggest catalogs in rap that they're like he's got so many mixtapes and albums out. It's crazy. The only thing different with Gucci is they all mixtapes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most of his he got a lot of mixtapes. If if they were all originally on DSPs, he wouldn't have to rap a day in his life. <laughs> no. I go what I learned about catalog. One from Chance the Rapper. I watch all the Chance the Rapper interviews when they come out. Mm-hmm. Because you never know the new information. Because nobody pays attention to his ass. Yeah. At all. That is true. He gives you the information. You want to be on Vivo? Here's the diet. Here's the distributing company that create helps you create a Vivo channel. Gets you paid 100% and lets you design all of your DSPs mm. profiles. Verbatim. Nobody pay attention to his goddamn Breakfast Club interview. Dude, nobody pay attention to his Sway in the Morning interview. Nobody pay, like, dude, he's dropping gems. Mm. You are not paying attention. He's telling you exactly where to go. Yeah, yeah. You just, like, it's Chance Rap. I don't want to hear what the fuck he say. What? <laughs> what? He's trying to give you game. He's trying to give you for free in yeah. less than one minute. Like, do you know how many you complain to be like, we complain to be like, just tell me where to go to. Yeah. And you don't want to click on the video because you see it's a three hour video. But, and you want to skim through to find that one 10 seconds to where you say, yeah, all right, go to video. All right, go to create music. People going to that now when you should have been going to ditto. Mm-hmm. But now, and then you got situations like um, <laughs> Papoose fucked it up, fucked it up for himself though, where he fucked up and went to Drink Champs and basically said, "Yeah, man, TuneCore giving me a hundred percent of everything, and they let me just drop whenever the fuck I feel." Now you're forced to be when you click on TuneCore, who's the face of TuneCore? <laughs> when you click on, tu- hold on, hold on, when you click on TuneCore. That is hilarious. When you click on when you click on TuneCore, who pops up? That. Because your dumb ass decided you. <laughs> now they that had to hilarious. rearrange everything and be like, "Yeah, come sign up for this yearly shit instead of this album to album shit." Oh my! Thank God. you, Papoose. I appreciate it for all my albums that's on there. Thank you. So now I can just pay thirty dollars a year instead of thirty dollars per renewal on the album. Dang. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I. Just pay one time out of the year, $30. And yeah, I'm setting up everything. Shit. Now they got to push to do that. But That's more, crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if that was a fuck up. 
oh, that was on purpose. Yeah. First, I was saying it's a fuck up, but hey, you never know. It might have been an on purpose thing. Yeah. Just the help of the artist. Yeah. But nah, you gotta you you gotta know what to ask for when you go into deals. Like, and you gotta know what to give up if you're giving up something. Yeah. Then at the same time, like. When I learned about catalog, that's what I was getting to. When I learned about catalog, I really learned it from from Chance, but I really learned it from Russ. Okay. Like he's cocky as fuck, but he makes fucking sense. Yes. Like when he said he went years putting out albums, and he had twenty some albums out on DSP on DSPs, mm-hmm. and he went one year putting out singles every week. Yeah, it was then, like 30 or 50 weeks or something like that. The whole year. Oh, it was the whole year. And it wasn't until November to that one single pop. But when that one single pop, and of course it gradually grew, but by the time it hit the next summer, everybody's bumping his catalog and now he's seeing quarter million dollars every month on TuneCore. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> because you got 23 fucking albums out and now you got 180 singles out, 180 singles out. It only takes them one time. Give me one round trip. One round trip. Mm. Just give me one round trip. I got collectively of songs. I got over 160 songs on DSPs. Mm. All I need is one round trip from from 20,000 people. Yeah. One round trip from 20. Fuck that. Go to Napster and give me one round trip (laughs) from 20,000 people. I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. I greatly appreciate it. But no, man, that's. If you have a catalog and you you know you make, I'm not even going to say great or good. You know you make decent music. Yeah. Right? Something that people can just hit play, like background and, music, whatever. They just want to put it on. You know what I'm saying? You know you can make decent music. You can go to a label and be like, hey, how about we work out a single album deal? Because they do that. Mm-hmm. They do single deals. You can give up your publishing on the single, but you make sure you're giving up your publishing on the single, mm-hmm. not your publishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's two different things. <laughs> <laughs> you got to read. Go ahead and pay uh, the lawyer the... Uh, <laughs> pay the lawyer the... Uh, the what's the name fee? Um, real quick, pay that 1000 1500 whatever they charge. Some charge 2500 whatever's worth. Pay that, let them thoroughly take their 72 hours to view and tell you like, yeah, they, they, this is all you publishing. This ain't just this one song. <laughs> I don't not, know how to tell you this. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah before you sign this shit, this, I'm sure you want to give up all your publishing for life. You're going to have to change your name. You know that, right? <laughs> You're going to have to put an extra foe behind the foe. <laughs> I mean, like, an extra D or a, a dash or something in the middle of your name or something like that after this shit. <laughs> but it's 50000 Like, yeah. Yeah. But you can go and get that. You can go and get a single deal. Especially if it's if the single is doing decent enough as far as local. Yeah. Like, if a single doing decent locally, you can go and get you a single deal. Sell that single to them and let them push it. Especially if you already have a catalog of shit back there and, they, and back in your cat, you know, Five, six albums. Because that's what I got. I got like six projects out. Mm-hmm. Six, seven. Seven projects out. I go get a single deal right now. They push the single. I guarantee 
those whoever is interested, even if they're not, they're gonna at least press play one round trip around yeah. the catalog. You're not. You have become a um, a non dead end artist. That's that's something that somebody brought up in that music business association conference. Mm-hmm. Is they were like, "Hey, I, I went to this this festival." And there was this one artist, and she like got up on top of a vehicle and yeah. was performing. It was crazy, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta check her out." They said they went to her music, and that was it. It was that song that they had, were listening to her perform, and that was it. That's all she had. And they were like, "What? How do I? How do I work around that?" Because there was a bunch of people in the room. We were all like doing publishing and owning record labels and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, "How do I, you know, work around that?" And somebody, the person was like, "Yeah, you don't." want your artist to be a dead-end artist. But if they only have like six singles out or something like that, um, just make sure that they're constantly telling people about stuff that's coming out. Because otherwise, people are going to listen to that you know, those three songs that they have out and then they're not going to return to them because they're going to get bored with that. And then, because people, we're living in an age where people need, more stuff you know we binge watch netflix we Mm. binge listening to music we binge podcasts we we need more and more and more so if you're an artist that's why we're talking about this Mm. build your catalog put as much stuff as you out as you can out Mm. somebody who i love what they're doing right now is nba young boy he that dude is putting out stuff on youtube and not even streaming sites yeah and he's killing it well, see, the thing about NBA Youngboy and his YouTube is, is he built that like years ago. Yeah, he built his fan base. To his the point, crazy fan base. To the point where to the point where um he can just drop some he can go for two years. Yeah. He can leave for two years, come back and drop some shit, and it most definitely will hit. Multi, like eight figures mm-hmm. views, yeah, streams, all that. Um, another person that do that, and not even in music. It's this couple YouTube. Well, it used to be a couple YouTube. Uh, a couple named Ken and Dierre. Dierre was actually from here in Memphis. Okay. Um, they split. Uh, both of them have. Like millions of followers on Instagram. Dier on one hand, they both started their own YouTube channel. Dier started her own YouTube channel maybe last October. Every video, she put out probably like 30 videos. Off the rip, she just hit a million subscribers. Mind you, she just she just started her YouTube channel less than a year ago, less mm. than eight months ago. Yeah, eight months ago. She put out 38 videos, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 38 videos. She has over 90 million views already mm. on YouTube. That's the, and that's, again, what even me, I'm looking for is I have like a core fan base, but it, to try to enlarge it is very Difficult depending on like what you use and how you go about it, like yeah. strategy. Like, and the thing about it, if you want to know, really know your fan base, when you go on Instagram, and I learned this from like a marketing, uh, a marketing class, 
is whatever the number is, 10% is actually what you're working with. Mm. So me with seven, seven, 70 some thousand followers, right? Really five to 7,000 is really what I'm working with as far as like people really bumping my shit. I hear that what you want to hit is mm-hmm. between 8 and 10% uh, of your followers as your interactions. Yeah. So that's likes and comments. Yeah. Um, and what really put that in perspective is I looked up, uh, I think it was Kim Kardashian or somebody, and however many followers, I think like 100 million or something yeah. like that. And she was getting like 1 million likes. And I was like, that's 1%. I was like, that's horrible. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, you're getting 1%? I was like, you have to have bots and stuff, like just an astronomical amount because 1% interactions, that's, that, blows my mind you know because a lot of people are like oh 100 million followers like this person's so famous and crazy but it's like yo nobody really cares to even interact with them they don't they don't like their photos they don't they don't comment on it that's well the major thing is and if you go into my comments which adds to your algorithm whenever a person comment you need to comment reply right back to them to show that yo, he actually yeah, engaged. Right. Yeah, yeah. Same with YouTube videos. Whenever they comment on your YouTube video, you gotta comment right behind mm. them. Like, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I fuck with this video. I fuck with the line, uh, this bar you had, um, blah, blah, blah. I appreciate it, man. I came up with that Thank bar because really, you know what I'm saying? It's really, you know, I'm talking about in-depth conversation, mm. back and forth. Like, oh, he really talked to people. Yeah. Like and that adds to your fan base. Now you got a new fan that came in and go through and see. Oh, he really talk to people. Let me type something. He maybe he'll respond to me. Responds to me. Boom. Yeah. You know. So, nah, man. That's that's trying to get into that is like, but actually knowing where you. The thing about it is you gotta know where you are, and know where you're trying to be. Like me, mm-hmm. me on the other hand. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be little baby. Okay. Why do you say that? Because I'm older now. Okay. Because I'm older. I'm, 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 I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm 80, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm near 30, right? So... I'm more of a laid back dude, go home at nine o'clock, about to go to sleep at 10 type dude. Yeah, yeah I'm that, right? Whatever I got to do, I usually get done 10 to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. and I'm out of there. I don't want to be around traffic, nothing. Um, Which I've been told, like, yo, you can't be an artist doing that shit. I'm like, yeah. I figure something <laughs> I do, out. I do what I want to. I, I figure something out. <laughs> so I'm going to be, I'll figure something out. Yeah, I go from that the money call to money call. Yeah. But other than that, I figure something out. Um, um, I'm because I in that time of me hanging around Don Trip, working on the album, I learned a hell of a lot of being finding where you want to be and stay in that range, right? Yeah. So Don Trip is in the range where 
Like his inst that's the only person I know actually Instagram following reflects like really what it is. Mm. Like his hundred and thirty five thousand followers is literally his hundred and thirty five thousand okay. followers. Because it reflects in the streams, it reflects in the YouTube views, it yeah. reflects in I'm talking about the streams around the DSPs all across the board. Mm -hmm. So seeing it literally next to the man, seeing it and seeing how he analyzed, because he's the most brilliant artist I've ever met in my life. I promise you, I mean the most brilliant artist ever. And I'm talking about just business wise. I mean pressing up his own T-shirts and selling them at the like I learned a full business model before studying Nipsey. Mm -hmm. I learned that from him. Yeah. You know, so but seeing where he is, he cool where he is, right? He doesn't live beyond his means. Mm. He doesn't When have you seen Duntre with a chain on? <laughs> when have you seen Don Trip with a chain? When have you seen Don Trip with a designer clothes on? Which is why well, I got it on. Visionary clothing. I only wear black-owned clothing, right? Is that um, yours or is that this? This is a partner of mine uh, named Cartier. He created his own line, Visionary Clothing. Okay. Um, I usually wear, and usually it's from Memphis. Uh, people that got clothing designs from Memphis and stuff, mm -hmm. because you got to think about it. Another thing fit in your budget. Um. You go to you go to a designer place and you spend hat four hundred dollars. Shirt, t shirt of a designer, six, seven hundred dollars. You go to Montclair, hat four hundred dollars, t shirt is eight hundred dollars, the coat is twenty two fifty. Right? Do you know how many clothes I can get from prime example, what I got on right now? Hat twenty twenty dollars. T shirt thirty. You know what I'm saying? A whole sweatsuit. Wintertime. Whole sweatsuit hat with the uh the the sweater with the pants uh the match. Ninety five dollars. And I can go do a show. Put some J's on, some mm. some dunks. I can go do a show. Good to go. I'm good to go. I'm talking about fresh from when he's pressing it right there. Yeah, I need this day to I got a show this evening. I right, cool, appreciate it. <laughs> but prime, exa prime example, right now, I just picked this up two hours ago. <laughs> I bullshit you not. I just put picked this up. Literally, this is the Juneteenth. The Juneteenth. Oh sweater. snap! Yeah, Dang. I just and I wasn't able to get it this weekend because it was a show in Kentucky this weekend that I was supposed to perform at mm. and I didn't I just didn't get a chance to go. Yeah. Um I was doing stuff with my wife, so uh what we called honey dudes. Oh. Um <laughs> so but I ended up picking it up. I'm like, well I do got an interview today. Let me go ahead and grab it today. Yeah. Five o'clock, right before you text me, I'm and actually in the process of you texting me, I'm picking it up from here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Up the street from here. <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah man that's what I'm saying. You gotta. I've never seen, but with with Don Trips like business model, like he stays in a certain range, right? Mm -hmm. And it fits him. You know what I'm saying? And I know what fits me. I'm not a person that's about to go spend thirty thousand on a chain on the piece itself. Yeah. Not even put holes to shit up. I'm not finna go spend collectively eighty thousand dollars on 
something that that makes your neck itch and heavy as fuck on your neck, and now you gotta do neck curls and shit. <laughs> I'm not about to go do that for an image that doesn't add to the equity. Now, Lil Baby, on the other hand, he's at that level where it doesn't it doesn't fuck with his bank account. Yeah. Actually, in certain aspects, it's ads Ad, at this yeah. point now. And he's a member of Icebox now as far as promotion and marketing. People don't know. Um, but with me, I'm not... I'm cool if I get... A, if I get 50,000 fans... If I get twenty, if I get get up to actually twenty thousand solid people, I'm cool because that would put me at a range where I'm hitting. That put me at a range where I'm hitting, like two three million. Excuse me, streams around DSPs on albums. Yeah. Um, quarter million to half a million on views on on on, uh, videos. With me just dropping with barely any marketing or promotion. Yeah, yeah. You know, literally just me saying, hey, it's out, swipe up. Which is what Don Tripp did with his last album. He put out one video a month after his album dropped. Mm. And I did the same shit. He put out one video and that showed me exactly where I was. Mm. Like that video is at, and it may not seem like shit to people, but that video is at like 15,000. Views, which don't seem like shit to people, but to, to other people, for me, organically, 15,000 views, that's way better mm. than, you know, because those 15,000 people might play my album 15 times. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so, I'd rather have that than have, like, fake-ass 2 million views, but you only got, literally, honestly, two streams and shit. Yeah. Right? Um... And that's the thing. So once I get to that mark, I'm not tripping about going further, but I don't want to go to the point where I'm like, I can't move around and, you know, I can't do things. I can't go. My wife want me to go do this shit where I can't do it because shit weird and I got to watch out for safety. and, and, And that's another thing. I'm in the process of I'm not changing my genre, which is funny shit at this day and age. Cause with the Drake album, it's funny as fuck. But I'm not changing my drama mm-hmm. uh, genre. But I'm moving around as far as my artistry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you're I'm, opening up your catalog. Yeah, you know. So so Drake just beat us to it. But I would say Drake has been doing this for a while. Um, so he, I want to say it was views. He said was a bit of, I think he was calling that. He was like, this is a playlist. This ain't a, no, it wasn't views. It was another album. It was, uh, what's the shit where he, uh, the cover was his face sideways in the clouds and shit. Um, shoot. I can't remember the name of that Because one. it was the kid version of him yeah, too. Yeah. Or that, that then he had, the, Yeah. I remember that. He was talking about that one was supposed to be a playlist. But at yeah. the same time, it was still marked yeah. hip-hop and stuff. This is the first one that's marked dance, and it's still number one in the world. It's because it's Drake. That, that, that dude could say anything on a track. <laughs> but the thing about it, this would, and this out was crazy. I was watching Joe Budden's uh, podcast before heading here. Um, Beyonce just dropped. Something yeah. a single in that same range. Yeah. So and and Kanye is too. So 
their thing was, are there three years ahead of us? I think <laughs> I think people are starting to understand the purpose of releasing music. So yeah. it's genius to release dance music now because of TikTok. If everybody's releasing a song that you can dance to, then people are going to record their video and do dances to their music. So, and I was um, I was telling Ryan the other day, I was like, uh, he was letting me listen to a song he had mixed, and it sounded like, no joke, it sounded like the old, remember DJ Unk? Yeah. We're walking out, really? two-step. Yeah. The song sounded like that kind of music. And I was like, people just don't make music like that anymore. And I think if Soldier Boy, DJ Unk, and T-Pain, all those type of people were putting music out nowadays, they'd be killing it because yeah. of TikTok. You know how many times people would have put Crank That Soldier Boy on TikTok? <laughs> like, the Hey Bay Bay song doing the coming back. Hurricane Chris. Like, all and those- he came back. If you think he was not about to do that single, <laughs> I actually know him personally. <clears throat> oh, really? So, yeah. So, when I hit him, I'm like, I bet you are. I'm like, first I was like, uh, you going, you know. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got in the suit to go ahead and get get that. It's <laughs> like, nah, I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna do what Juice and Pat be doing. Mm. Hey, let's make a song. <laughs> and now you, as you see those dancers, like the that person that actually made the beat, tr- talking about, hey man, how you gonna put out the song and whatever. I'm like, well, actually, he's like, actually, it's my song. Mm. Technically, it's a label song. Yeah. But <laughs> it's my song. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. my song. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck I feel with it. It's shit. Y'all just did a mashup. And at the same time, did y'all even clear with uh what's the uh the other song that's mixed in with it? I can't from I can't. um from that song from like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um uh the anniversary song that's mixed with it. That's the name uh, of the song, Anniversary. Okay. Um did y'all even clear that shit with them? I bet y'all didn't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about... It's another thing. Y'all think y'all about to run a bag up off TikTok. TikTok is only paying y'all half of what Apple Music is... It's what Spotify is paying you. Mm. TikTok is paying half. And Spotify ain't paying you shit. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok is paying you half of that. Out of that... Point zero zero forty four cents. TikTok is paying you point zero zero twenty two cents. You're not seeing shit until they play that shit fifty times. Yeah, and with TikTok, it's not how many plays a person you like you get off of one view. It's like how many people post yeah. it. So if it's better for you to get. One million people, people to play at one time than it is for one person to play a, a million, million views, yeah, views yeah. on his shit and everything like, and that's where they getting off. And I can be like, yeah, man. I can be like, yeah, man. I can boost this song up and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, you think you they did a million motherfucking uh, views on that shit on TikTok, and you think you about to get million streams worth of shit? No, not sir. Quite, not quite. <laughs> no, sir. You're just getting point zero zero twenty two. That's it, man. There's there's a lot of artists who I, I just think that um, number one education is horrible for artists right now, which is crazy because the internet exists. I'm about to say, <laughs> yo, if you don't go to YouTube and look at this four minute, five minute ass video, 
it's that's that's I mean 2016 2015 2016 maybe yeah, yeah. and before that maybe yeah I'll accept it once it got to the point where Russ was talking this shit uh Chance the rapper was talking this shit especially in the time where he was saying yo I'm going straight to Apple yeah yeah like we can really actually just go straight to the DSP if you really wanted to. If yeah. you have something to actually offer, and you could really just go there straight there, or you could use this shit. Like I found out about TuneCore on somebody accidentally saying it on Sway. Oh, okay. Interview. That's how I found out about TuneCore. So I'm like, but man, if you don't go to one of these YouTube videos and sit down for 20 minutes or whatever, and shit. How you learn? How I learn how to mix? Actually, really mix for real, for real. As far as putting sauce on it, mm-hmm. like going to school, they teach you three in space bar, right? <laughs> and teach you where to go to do play. Yeah, playback engine to switch yeah. the shit. You know what I'm saying? Going from one twenty eight, you can boost it up or whatever, boost it up to the thousand or whatever, to, and mixing range and shit. So you ain't got to stop every. You ain't got to. <laughs> You gotta have that shit pop up every time. Like, yeah, man, you gonna have to restart again and come back. No, but as far as like really having the sauce, using true verb, using uh um, using uh automation and everything, mm. YouTube, mm. mixing, mastering beats, my beats, and making it sound actually clear. YouTube. Is there some people that you can tell everybody about that you are really into on YouTube as far as like mixing? Because um, um, there are some clowns out there who just, they, you know, they kind of do it for the, I guess, the notoriety. But there are some people who give really good game on mixing. Um, okay. So as far as mixing, let me, let me look up, right? I would say Wayne Wavy, but Wayne Wavy be like, do a lot of weird skits. Yeah. Like the, he, he's one person that I'm kind of on the fence about. Like he he can be pretty good. Um nice. then there's another guy that his name is the Wave Man. Do you I know, know what you're talking? talking about? Yeah. I know you're talking about. He he's pretty gimmicky. Um he does only FL stuff, like usually on his on his page. And that's the thing, like, unless you're doing that with beats, and that's the thing that I have, right? Now some people, you know what? Some people uh agree and don't agree. I believe that uh, help me Devon. I haven't heard of him. Help me Devon. This guy right here. Oh, actually, yes, yeah, I have heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So help me Devon. This is an accurate person yeah, that you can good. go to and help that will actually help you with your mixes. In different vocals, because you can't use the same goddamn uh, template for everybody, dumbass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you can actually go to him, watch his channels, start from three years ago, from the basics. He teach you how to build your template mm. from scratch, even if you don't have any plugins. He teach you how to build them from scratch, and if you got a, and just on the recording side, just for you to get a clear, a clear tracking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Teach you how to build that from scratch with no plugins. So if you get in that situation where you go to a place, you go to a studio, and they have no waves, <laughs> to, no, no nothing, you just asked out. All right, 
at least you can get some clear tracking in. So then when you grab the session, take it back to your spot, and you can mix it on your laptop or whatever in the hotel, whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, but with with uh with me, I find recording for me, the best thing to record on is Pro Tools for me. Okay. Right? I may be some Pro Tools. Really? Yeah. I don't know many people who do that. Um, it's not that hard. You treat it like you treat it like vocals. Okay. Right? So say you're doing stutters and stuff like that. Like imagine you trying to do around that. The same thing with vocals. Uh if I get I take a hi hat, I might it's easy and what's crazy, it's easy for me to tweak because I tweak it like it's vocals and EQ mm. and all that shit to make it true verbiage, automation and shit. Okay. On panning if I want the snap because when you do the track outs, you gotta do it on there anyway. Yeah. So shit, you might as well do on that shit. So when they, because they gonna two track the shit anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So or wave, if they do think that much, and um, they might bounce the shit out, and you might want the snare more on the right side than on the on, than center. Yeah, you might want a certain baseline, panning back and forth mm-hmm. than center. Everything just center, yeah. right? You might want hat hi hats going crazy and shit, you know, back and forth, but. Um, I believe vocals is better on Pro Tools. Now, certain vocals, depending on the type of sound you're looking for, could work on Logic. Mm. But me making beats on Logic, I don't like the delay Logic gives hmm. when recording live. Yeah. I don't like the delay that Logic gives okay. when recording live. It reminds me of Audacity. <laughs> <laughs> like logic reminds me of audacity that's not crazy audacity. that was like the first thing i've ever yeah yeah right that i mean i think that's probably like every other than garage man everybody's first yeah. introduction in recording period right logic reminds me of audacity for the delay shit and but the only thing positive about logic is if you looking for a natural true verb sound automatically in there you straight mm. But as far as like me making beats on Logic, I hate because I hate like it's it feel like it's a it feel like it's a maybe a second and a half delay for some reason as far as even me clicking making the beats. Hmm. Um, I had Sun Person in here. He was recording, and um, his engineer Blue Jay uses stock plugins of Logic. That's all he uses, and I was like. Wait a minute! You don't have anything. He was like, "No, I just, I just use the stock plugins." And I was like, "That's and Sun's vocals sound great." Now his phase, mixes sound great. Phase use what is that? Um, what is that pack? Um, a guitar center. Uh, what is that? The red uh mic with the like the scarlet stuff. Scarlet. Okay. The scarlet pack. All he does, and when it took me going to get my video edited. At the hotel, he's talking about, yeah, I'm in the middle of recording. I'm like, you in the middle of the hotel, just like this with the Scarlet mic, with just shit, your iMac, and you using Logic. Mm-hmm. This how easy it is, artists, this how easy it is to take the engineers out the game. You bought an iMac, bought Logic. You went online, which what he provides, um, uh, Devon, help me Devon provides, mm. the template. What your vocal 
what you looking for, what you trying to sound like, a little baby template, a template, Chris Brown template, uh, a Tory Lanez template. Faze, for some reason, he feel like singing to sound like Tory Lanez. He get that template, $40. The template, he, the template come with a list of all the uh, plugins that you're going to need mm. and where to get them from. And what's the best price? Mm. And the insurance shit on there. So, see your computer fuck up, which happened to me. You don't lose all your plugins. Yeah. And he tell you what uh drive to be able to that's compatible to be able to put all these plugins and the program in. Yeah. Right. Phase does that. He spend two hundred fifty dollars on plugins. He spend uh forty dollars on the uh, template. Logic costs. 200 or something like that. I'm like, you not recording for real. You're like, you got the you got the mic, you got the headphones. You're like, yeah, I'm recording. So my ass, I'm just bullshitting. Put the headphones on and I'm just talking. And I'm like, wait the fuck? <laughs> Yo, this shit sound great. That is hilarious. See, I told you, bro. Logic the shit. I'm like, you telling me you sound like this? And he played me a song. I'm like, wait, who recorded? He was like, I recorded. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then when we came in, uh, just getting my video edited, edited and everything, um, that's when I hopped and found that out. So that's what changed my perspective as far as recording with Logic. Yeah. Cool. I'm cool with that. But as far as like making beats with Logic, now maybe the... Uh, Creating guitar loops, creating loops with Logic, I'm cool with. Okay. I'm cool with. Because you able to edit certain things a little bit easier than what you would with FL. Okay. Um, and and I love FL better than I don't want to say better than reason. Have you tried Studio One? I've heard to try that. So do you know who Clever is? Mm -hmm. White dude. Um, he, he's he got that song Stick By My Side with NLE Choppa. And he was actually on, um, he's, he's, he started to build some steam. He mm -hmm. got in on a song with, um, he was on Justin Bieber's For real? two albums ago. Not his last album. I think it was two albums ago. But um, he's a white dude from Gaston. And um, he was signed to Post Malone's uh, Posty. And then, mm -hmm. which is under Republic Records, yeah. and um, Clever's a hard worker. He just didn't like the fact that they were controlling when he releases music because he was like, yeah. "Man, I got like three hundred songs. I'm ready to release," and they wouldn't let him release anything. And so he talked to Post Malone, and he was like, "Hey, I I want to get out of this contract." So they let him go, and um, now he's been dropping music like crazy. But anyways, I told you that to tell you mm. that his engineer, uh, J.J. Stevens, mm. uh, uses Studio One. And it looks really cool. Like the the um, I downloaded the demo of it just because of J.J. was talking about how great it was. What's and it sound like? It, <laughs> I, I didn't even really use it because I didn't realize it was actually like a 30-day trial. Yeah. I was like, ah. You know, I'm, I wasn't really working on anything. I didn't feel like trying to figure it out and only be able to use it for 30 days. But yeah. um. It, it looks great, but he his mixes are, are really cool. Um, I've seen some of his equipment. It's good equipment. But, um, yes, and I've heard a lot of people are getting away from 
uh, Pro Tools and using Studio One, it's they still you can buy a perpetual license. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's maybe five or six hundred bucks, but that's the same way Pro Tools is. The, but that's the same. That's the bullshit from Pro Tools now. Like now, <clears throat> now um, they're not. I don't think they're allowing you to buy the full license. That's correct. You they're can't only be doing the monthly subscription. Yeah, you only get to do the subscription with Pro Tools. That now. shit is and. I found that out the hard way. Yeah, they when they just I, did it like a month ago, or though. Uh, oh, it was a long years oh, years ago. Okay, when my eye lock stopped working. <laughs> like, <laughs> when my eye lock said, "Yeah, bro, this shit over with." Mm. This shit over. You thought that six hundred dollars was worth some shit? No, this is over with. I, t- I told Ryan about it like a month ago, and but he he was telling me that his he had like switched over a while back because his subscription plan had changed. Yeah. Because I don't really use Pro Tools. I, I, I had the subscription, but it's been a while back since I like renewed it or whatever. So, what do you so use? I use Luna. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. So, so that's Universal Audio when you have like an Apollo interface. Yeah. You get Luna for free. And when you have an Apollo interface? Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just go to It don't Univ- matter if it was just it's, if it's just a uh, it could be Apollo those. Twin or it doesn't matter. All you have to do is go to the website mm-hmm. of Universal Audio, mm-hmm. and they have a link to download their software. It's you know the um, the console software yeah. and um, Luna, and so you can just say, "Hey, I want Luna," and then you use it for free. Now, yeah. I will tell you this: it is amazing for recording because you can use um, they call it Unison, mm-hmm. where you can use the Universal Audio plugins. As if you had like the actual hardware, because you can use it, um, and they use they use your interface mm-hmm. as if um, it's the actual hardware by changing the impedance. So if you choose like a Neve preamp mm-hmm. and put that in unison, mm-hmm. they will change the 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 sonics of it to where if you actually had a Neve preamp, the sound will sound pretty. Not just like it, but pretty much just like it. Yeah. It's really cool. But Luna is amazing, in my opinion, for recording. Mm-hmm. They haven't quite gotten there with the the mixing. It's still amazing for mixing, but don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of things that Pro Tools has that I wish Luna had. Yeah. But I can get away with some really cool stuff on Luna. I'll show you after this podcast. Yeah. We'll wrap up. But um, yeah, Luna is Luna's amazing. And it's free. You know, you, you never have to pay for it. Yeah, I that <laughs> Apollo 20 is just sitting yeah, you can probably download it and use it. Yeah, man. That's just sitting, man. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to try that. I'm gonna try that out. Um, so what are some things that you're working on? Uh things you're trying to get into, all that good stuff. Um, what I'm working on now, um, like I said, uh beginning I'm working on um putting out more videos from Project Winter Three. Um, I'm in the process of doing the treatments and uh doing that. Um, I'm working on winning four album, um, which is gonna be the last of the series, um, which is gonna come with merch, and uh, we're in the process of working on that now. Like you buy the album or something, you get merch or something with so it. So we're we're working with that. Like um, my real plan is to be able to. We're trying to incorporate that with the app, right? Okay. Have you seen the 85 South Show app, the mm. channel 85? So they went from you able to see all the live shows on YouTube to mm. now 
you got to pay the subscription, mm. which is only four ninety nine. Okay. However, if you got a hundred thousand people paying four ninety nine monthly, <laughs> yeah, people are getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can get every now and then they come with free merch. Okay. Right. So I'm trying to create an app where, uh, in the process of creating one, where um, I'm gonna start doing vlogs. I'm in the process of doing it now. Um, and they'll air on there instead of airing on my Vivo. Okay. Which Vivo's paying, don't get me wrong. Um, and it's easier to put stuff on Vivo on the tube because Vivo's not hitting me with restrictions and all mm. type of bullshit. Yeah. However, if I only have 12,000 people watching it, right, and I'm only going to get out of the Vivo check, and I'm really telling my business, but if I'm gonna get out of Vivo check, maybe a couple hundred dollars, right? If that, um, if that, um, instead of having twelve hundred thousand people subscribe for four ninety nine on the app to be able to watch the vlog and the vlog annually every week, yeah, and shit like the YouTube is doing. It's a difference. Yeah. And able to get like, hey, you watch a vlog, I'm seeing you t-shirt or whatever. You get a, whoever subscribed on here or whoever, or when I drop the album or whatever, I might do a sweepstakes. Uh, That's what I thought about doing in the summer. Like, hey, anybody that purchased the album on iTunes, screenshot it, um, send it to this person that's connected with me on the DMs and we're going to pick out of the hat to be able to... you. Come with me. I'm gonna get you. You get free visionary clothing, mm. merch. You gonna I pick. You will go to the sneaker store and whoop chase uh, with my guys down there. Um, and you pick whatever on the wall or whatever. That'd be but, dope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Only like major artists be doing that. But, yeah. You know, something like that. Something you know to where people are more engaged and everything. You know, and I might do it multiple times. Mm. You know, so I'm trying to incorporate that. Um, and just getting into more festivals, doing more shows, cause I'm trying to get in the lineup, you know, trying That's to get dope. in the lineup, people see my face, see me on stage, see that I'm really doing this shit. Awesome. So, yeah. um, if you could, I mean, it's, it's been great talking to you, man. Appreciate um, it, man. Same. thank you so much for, for coming out and, um, I, I'm sure we'll probably work together some, on something in yeah. the future. So, um, if you could just give everybody your, your info, how they can get your music, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you can go on my Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, if I'm not mistaken, is at C4 the Don Official, C4 D-A-D-O-N Official. Uh, YouTube is C4 the Don, C4 D-A-D-O-N, uh, the Vivo, you put in C4 the Don, and all DSPs popping up everywhere. Um, you put in C4 Don on Google, I'm popping up, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, look out for more videos, you can look out for more uh, content, uh, I'm posting every day, um, all, and then, well, it's not a timestamp, but <laughs> at 11 o'clock, I got six beats on Chris Brown, new album, Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate RCA check, I appreciate RCA check, I appreciate <laughs> RCA, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a good day. I'm about to go celebrate with my wife. She just tapped. She just came in. We, yeah. So, That's good-ass day, man. Awesome.
Yeah, well, yeah. Thank again. Thank you for for coming on and um, appreciate you. For good luck me, with man. everything else you end up doing. For sure, man. Same to you. Awesome. Same to you, man. All right. Well, thank for everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.